Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you, Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, The Fluff Brendan and The Star Catherine, The Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at The Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Now. Welcome, mid-podcast listeners. This is a special edition of the mid-podcast. And we have two special guests with us today, um, our good friend Brandon from the Avengers podcast, and our friend Keith, who went to school with Brandon. And we are going to discuss what everybody's been talking about in the wrestling world, the CM Punk situation. So, I'm only here Brandon, for the, I'm only here for the punk drama. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm a CM Punk stan, bro. That's oh, my guy. This is why they brought us both on. Oh, I see why? <laughs> We're going to be like oil and water, Keith. I hope you know that. So, oh, no. Oh, it's going to be bad. This, this is a tag team because I am not a punk fan. And Brendan can tell you, yeah, I am not a punk fan. I even had a sign at Collision that said CM Punk sucks. Yeah. And my best friend was holding it and she was standing in the merch line. And somebody's like, you got to get rid of this sign. And she's like, eh, my best friend made it, and I'm just holding her signs. <laughs> so All I guess right. me and you are on one team, and Brendan and Keith are on the other team. Sounds hey, good. I admit when punk is wrong. Mm. Then you've had to admit a lot, haven't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he, he's had some bad moments. I gotta admit it. But I feel like the last... Oh, we'll get into it. Anyway, do we want to talk about why we're talking about CM Punk because I know there's a lot of drama surrounding him at the biggest event in AEW history. CM Punk and Jack Bar- Jack Perry get into an altercation. Now, did everyone watch the All In pre-show with Jack Perry versus uh oh gosh, don't tell me uh, I, uh Hook. Hook. Yes. And I remember watching it and Jack Perry looks right at the camera and he goes yeah, it's real glass. Get over it. And I was like, but I told before we went on the air, I was talking to Catherine. I haven't watched Dynamite and Collision in months. I really haven't just because I I have a cable provider that doesn't carry TNT and TBS. So I was like, oh, it's storyline driven. I'm missing something. Oh, I wasn't missing anything. <laughs> there was, was something going on. There was a storyline, but it was behind the scenes. So evidently what happened was... um there was a match that Jack Perry wanted to use real glass and management had told him no. And CM Punk had told him no. 
and he wanted to use the real glass because I think he was scheduled to take like two or three weeks off to go on vacation. And he wanted to use it to make it look more real and use it in the storyline. Okay, this is why he's going to be gone. You know, they threw him on glass. He got hurt. And then Punk said no. And so then at All In, Jack Perry decided he wanted to go in business for himself. Okay. I, I've heard a different recollection of events. Now, this, I don't know, this is what's going to be the case. Because all we're talking about is speculation. I heard Jack Perry did get approval to use the glass the real glass and punk was adamant. No, don't, don't use the real glass, but he had already received approval because they, they can't just cart out that car with real glass on it without someone knowing. So he got approval to use the real glass. Punk was like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you going to use the real glass? Perry, he got approval. He didn't care anymore. What punk thought and punk inserted himself and said, now you, you, you still shouldn't use that. And he's like, no, dude, I, I got approval. I don't, it's all good. Then Perry looks into the camera, then kind of goes into business for himself a little bit by his statement and says, yeah, it's real glass. Get over it. That was my recollection of events is he, Jack Perry got approval, not from punk, but he didn't need yeah, He got approval for the car that come in, the yeah. car that brought him in for all in. But this stemmed from another incident uh, yeah, about pretty- a month or so back in a match where he like, you know how they have like the bag of, thumbtacks oh, under the ring yeah. yes he wanted a bag of real glass under the ring to use for his match to help him take his two or three week vacation and he didn't get a tony shivani told him no i think the whoever was producing that match for that shows told him no punk told him no and um why is punk telling him no what what authority does punk have here well i'm just i'm just curious uh, I'm just curious. That, that's my question here. Is Shivani, he he's up with the company. I get that. He works more than he's just a company. Like, but Punk, he's, yeah, he's, he's a concerted like, performer. That's all he is, right? That's what I have I've understood. Unless he's an EVP as well, and I just didn't get told. I don't know. Not that we know of. The only EVPs we know of are Omega and the Young Bucks since Cody left. Because they didn't fill Cody's spot from what we understand. Okay, I just don't understand why Punk's saying no. Honestly, Punk. I, I think, I think Punk thinks because he's been in the business so long and he wanted to be a locker room leader, he would tell him no. Which I mean, and I get it. Don't use real glass; you could really get hurt, dumbass. I get where Punk was coming from. He was trying to help the the young kid out. So I'm gonna recollect. So after they do the spot on the glass at all, in they go through the 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 match is over. Jack Perry is the last match of the pre-show. Punk and Samoa mm-hmm. Joe is the first match of All In, if I'm recollecting correctly. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a a little altercation in the gorilla position. Which, if you don't not sure what the gorilla position is, that's the curtain before they head out. It's like right before they head out into the main arena. It's basically like you know high ups are usually there. Vince McMahon is known to be there. Um, well, obviously he doesn't work for AEW, but Tony Khan was present is what I've heard for this altercation. And Jack Perry walks through the curtain. Uh, I, I'm not sure what was said here. I think this is all hearsay because I've heard it go both different ways, but apparently, Hey, you got a problem with me is what was uh, told from punk's end. And Jack Perry bumped him. And then uh, a shoving match ensued and a quick headlock took place. 
And if you hear from Punk's representatives, he, this is the only ones that have said this. Punk chokes Perry. I've seen Punk fight two UFC fights. If he can get close to choking somebody, would love to see it. Haven't seen him get close in two UFC fights. And uh, so that's news to me, too, that he can actually put a choke, choke hold on somebody. I know he practices Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I've never seen him actually do it worth a damn when it mattered. So I apparently that's what happened. Um, it was broken up pretty quickly, but it got to a point where Punk is was debating not even going out. Samoa Joe had to convince him because that was Samoa Joe's match. He wasn't going to get to perform either if Punk didn't go out. And finally got yeah. Pers- there was there was a rumor that Tony Khan went around, got up from a gorilla, and asked FTR and the Young Bucks could they go on. Um, Jeez. I think he asked um, the guys that were in the Omega six-man tag if they could go on first. And Samoa mm-hmm. Joe's like, fuck this shit. No, we're going on first. Yeah. So that gives a whole new meaning to Punk's demeanor when he's walking out because he looks a little pissed when he's walking out. And I'm like, it's Samoa Joe. You know, Samoa Joe choked you out in Greensboro to get what he wanted to get this match. So and then not- when Joe's Slammed him through the bottom of that announce table. I was like, I don't think Punk bladed himself. I think he got busted open the hard way. So you even think Joe and Punk maybe got into it? Well, I think Joe was pissed because because Punk was like, you know, I'm not going to wrestle now. Right. Well, there are photos. There's some photos post-match of them hanging out together, smiling, cheesing together, so... Maybe they got over at the end. Who knows? For Punk and Joe, at least. I, I was going to say that, though. I, I, I could I, see that with Joe. I could see that with Joe, but there ain't no photos of Perry and Punk because Perry was asked to leave the building immediately after it happened. And there was, and Punk, feeling the vibe of the, the, the place, decided to leave on his own. He wasn't pushed out like Perry, but he decided to leave. So, uh, that's interesting as well. So, Collision is tomorrow. Is it live? I think Collision is going to be live. Yeah. Is it uh, it's live uh, from Chicago? Oh yeah, live from whatever you and all, United Center. United Centers in Chicago is all out at Chicago as well. Mm-hmm. Oh man, no sign of Punk yet. He wasn't on Dynamite. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, he doesn't. He he's just, he he doesn't. He doesn't appear. do Dynamite. But according to the media call that Tony Khan did yesterday, that they're still investigating and that he will let everybody know either tonight or tomorrow or maybe Sunday what the deal is with Punk. Mm. If I was him personally, I'd have Punk go ahead and do Collision. Do all out because you've got people that actually paid to see him at all out and then if i was going to suspend him i would suspend him starting on monday i don't know because you know how hard-headed punk is punk gonna do that i don't know i mean does he really have a choice he's under contract can't wait for punk to come back the real real world championship that's not to talk about what happened prior to all out or all in as well. The story of Punk getting to the airport and then oh, the number yeah. they gave him bouncing and then him having to take the train <laughs> and having the fans tell him where to get to his hotel is. He got like, lost on the train. 
And then to find out that the travel coordinator is friends with the Young Bucks and he was on Twitter liking anti-CM Punk posts and all this other stuff. His banners, him hanging out with the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot of revisionist history, deleting all this stuff now, but you also got to think about that as well when it comes to Punk's meltdown at All In. Here, Here's the thing. Here, here, Here's the thing. CM Punk has a way of taking away from AEW in its biggest moments. Um, All Out, arguably, last year was one of their biggest shows ever. And I am not saying you can't have beef with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I'm not. Trust me. I have not gotten along with everybody I've ever met. I'm not pretending it. There's on stage and off stage. There's on stage is when you're in front of the media, you're in front of the cameras, you're in front of that. That is your on stage presence. And that is you're representing a company, you're representing yourself. And then there's off stage where you can have private, hey, let's let's go close the door. Let's have a conversation here. I don't get along with you. And I need to tell you, I got a few problems with you. The problem with punk is he does not believe in that at all. He is just a hundred percent ready to go no matter what. And when he's backstage, this is the biggest event in AEW history, history, 80,000 plus. What are we talking about? We're talking about CM Punk losing his temper again. Jack Perry, did he do the right thing? No, he's a young kid. Hey, we'll catch up later. That's all you have to do. You don't, uh, you got a problem with it, Punk. You got to be the bigger guy. Eventually you have to figure out being the bigger guy because you haven't figured it out yet. And I'm starting to be scared that you just can't do it. But you got to be able to set your ego, which is a big part, set your ego aside and realize this event is bigger than you being an asshole. And I, it's not worth it to me. It's not worth it to this company. It's not worth it to these performers at all. And that's my problem with Punk is every time we have this big momentous moment, I'm talking about this guy. And like how he, you know, I'm not condoning Jack Perry's actions in the slightest, but your reaction to it, especially being in the business, as long as you have, I'd expect more from a leader, a locker room leader, which he wants to be, needs to start acting like it. And he's not, he's not even close. And that's why he has zero respect. And that's why people like Jack Perry are looking in the camera and mocking him. That's why he's probably not getting a car delivered to him when he gets to the arena, because people are like, fuck you, dude. Because he has a shitty attitude. And then they're like, okay, so I don't think they just all of a sudden started doing this because Punk's a great guy. I think Punk does a lot of things, pisses people off, and then it gets to a point and then it blows over or boils over. And I don't know what leads to those moments. That's all assumptions. And this whole thing is speculation. However, it just feels like there's one person at the center of every one of these moments lately. It's not Jack Perry. It's not the Bucks. It's not Omega. Seems like CM Punk is always the center of these because a week or two before this, was it Nimeth? Was mm-hmm. it, and then the week before that, was it Hangman Adam Page? It was Hangman and Nimeth on the same night, was it not? Yeah. So, okay, sorry. Then the same night. It's, but who's the central p- person in all of it? And that's where it's like, to me, I always the look at common denominator is punk. I look for trends, I look for commonalities. And there's one name attached to all of the AEW bullshit, and it's CM Punk. And I love him as a performer. I can go bring out a CM Punk shirt that I have. I promise you. It's old WWE yellow one he used to have, like WrestleMania 29. I've been a fan of his for a long time. I'm not 
against CM Punk as a performer. I've, I've always liked him, especially after that pipe bomb. But he is bringing that company down further than anyone ever could. And I think it's WWE wouldn't touch him for years. And for a while, I was angry. Why would you not? That guy's amazing. Bring him back. After two years in AEW, I can clearly see why. I think he needs to go. I think he's not, so. drawing, he's not drawing collision numbers. What's collision getting? 400,000, 500,000? It's not oh, like punk- going to go down. Especially yeah. during the fall with college football back now, too. Yeah. I mean, punk being a draw. Your argument's kind of not there anymore to bring him or keep him. I guess. Well, he's still their highest merch seller. A number just got released that he's the number one merch seller as of right now. Is that worth all this? I don't think so. Well, and isn't he a big reason why they did get the collision deal with Warner Brothers Discovery? Well, Wasn't... they were going to get collision anyways. Just the whole thing with the uh, Elite and Punk helped collision get here sooner than what it was scheduled for. Sounds like a happy little accident. It doesn't sound like a great thing. Yeah. did. But I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm not saying the guy can't sell a shirt. I'm, I told you I bought one. I'm not saying the guy can't, can't bring in business. They're selling tickets at the United Center. I get it. I'm just sick of talking about CM Punk. And I'm sick of, uh, of all this stuff behind the scenes. Eventually, you got to say, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I don't know. The way I see it is Punk never really starts anything, but the way he handles things, he thinks he's ending them, but in a way, they kind of just exacerbates things. Yes, he could handle things in a much better way, but I don't think he knows how to do that specifically. At his age, he probably should know how to at this point, but like, if you get to a point to where people are constantly like throwing stuff at your name, doing things specifically to target you at some point, you're probably going to lose it. And I can understand why he's losing it, but he needs to figure out a way to do it. That isn't self-destructive. There was a, there was an old DVD back in the day, the self-destruction of the ultimate warrior. I think it came out in like 2013 or 14. I don't remember. It was an old DVD and I bought it. <laughs> it was just WWE trashing ultimate warrior for like an hour and a half. <laughs> they made up with him, had him in the hall of fame and all that fun stuff. But it's funny when you say self-destruct, I'm like, oh, there's going to be another DVD, the self-destruction of CM Punk and AEW is going to put it out. Um, but no, I, I agree with partial what you said, but you said everyone else starts it. The hangman Adam page thing felt out of nowhere. What are you doing? Digging up old bones. What are you doing? You know? And if he's, if he's the one that's countering something hangman did hangman did it privately. Cause we never heard anything that hangman did to deserve that a couple of weeks ago. So I don't think punks this angel. And then someone shoves him. And he's like, fuck you. Now I'm going to tackle you. I think he does his own fair share of pushing pushing the bar as well when he shouldn't. I think it goes both ways. I think he reacts, but I also think he instigates too. Well, that brings up another problem that they have in the AW locker room. Why is all, why is everything in their backstage getting leaked to dirt sheets? Like how is literally everything that happens in this company getting released to the dirt sheets? Like I've probably seen at least 12 different recounts of what happened at all in. So who is over here spilling everything to the dirt sheets? Because that's another problem on why all this stuff keeps happening. Cause... Well, you got Punk going to Nick Kaufman. Yes, that is true. And then you have 
the elite go in the Meltzer. Yeah. And Meltzer and Alvarez already hate punk with a passion. So when it comes to punk, I don't believe anything they say about CM Punk. Because they hate that guy with a passion. But I can't, um, I can't help but wonder why they hate him. It was over something stupid. Alvarez said it, but I forgot what it was. It was like Punk was dating somebody at the time, and Alvarez liked the person as well, and Alvarez just never liked Punk since that. High school drama, basically. Yeah. And also, like, why is all the dirt sheets always specifically only targeting Punk for the bad things he does? Like, there's nothing positive that ever comes out of what Punk's doing. Like, didn't CM Punk just win, like, the Mazurki Award and mm-hmm. the award show? Like, I've only seen, like, one mention of that in my entire timeline, like, the last whenever he got it. He got it Wednesday. And no dirt sheet covered that he won it. They only want to talk about what happened at All In, and that was on Sunday. They and like I get it. Talking about the stuff for All In does get you the clicks, and you gotta get clicks to support your business and stuff. But also, you can't just talk bad about one guy without talking about the good that he's done. Also, I. I'm going to drag this conversation back down into the sludge that it deserves. <laughs> Another oh, version. Lord. This is from this is from the dirt sheets. Another version, and this would be a neutral source who is not a wrestler but was there. This is from uh, nodeq.com and witnessed it. And it was his version was that right after Perry came to the back. This is a neutral source, not a punk guy, not a Bucks guy, a neutral source. Uh, that right after Perry came to the back, Punk went nose to nose with him aggressively and asked him if he had a problem. That person said Perry said he was just looking to get heat as a heel. Punk shoved him hard. Perry got in his face. And in that version, Punk sucker punched him and went for a choke. People immediately broke it up and Khan was yelling at Punk to let him go. That person said that once they were separated, Punk lunged in Khan's direction, but a number of people got in his way while Punk was yelling, I quit. Monitors were knocked down during all this, and Samoa Joe was very upset. Went to calm Punk down. Oh, I know if somebody in this little group right here was there in Punk lunch at TK, she would be uh, sucker punching CM Punk in the face. CM <laughs> Punk better not be dropping monitors on my man like that. I'll be hurting somebody. But, um, I'll be dropping my own pipe bomb on him, and it ain't coming out of my mouth. It's coming out of my right hand. Why? <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be picking his damn teeth up off the floor. Messing my man like that. He'll be eating uh, all his food from a straw from this day forward. I want to bring up something that Seth Rollins said back in February. Oh God, I I love Seth Rollins' quote. <laughs> he would. So, he said, Phil, Phil, stay away. Hold on. Hold on. Ah, Philly Phil. (laughs) Sorry. The way he delivers it is fucking... My wife and I watch this on repeat because we can't stop laughing at Seth Rollins. I I think I have almost all quoting. Philly Phil, 
Yeah, no. Yeah, he's he's not good. Stay away from me forever. He's a cancer. <laughs> he is amazing. You got to do the laugh, too. Uh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, read what he says, but it's so damn <laughs> apropos now. But please but read it. He says, Phil, Phil, stay away. Stay away, you cancer. Get away <laughs> from me forever. I don't like Phil. I don't like Phil. He's a jerk. Did we just figure that out? Everybody in the room is like, did he say that? Yeah, he's a jerk. Come on, we figured it figured figured it out over there. We knew it over here. I don't want him back. Go do something else. Bye bye. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. The way he delivered it is punk. I love what he says. He's like, oh, what? I wasn't supposed to say that. No, no, no. We knew it over here. They know it over there now. No, no. Stay away from me forever. Bye-bye, Phil. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. It is so good. Listen to that clip if you have not got a chance. That's it. The Seth Rollins delivery is ah, so good. It's so good. But he does say words there. He says, we knew it over here, and now they know it over there. He's a cancer. Stay away from me ever. No, I don't want him back. That is, that's not that's not a small time dude saying this. That's not Pete in the back that works at catering. That's Seth freaking Rollins saying that. I'm sorry. I I don't know. I don't know. I just I I, I when, when you hear the ground shake, when do you realize the buffalo is running? <laughs> it is happening. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, it's like the Triple H quote when him and Triple H dropped that promo and. Triple H told him, basically, he just does stuff for himself. If it benefits him, then he'll do it. If it don't, you know, he ain't putting over nobody. He's not going to do this. It has to benefit Punk. So Triple H was right. So I think if AEW lets Punk go, Punk is done with wrestling because ain't nobody going to touch him. WWE is definitely not letting him come back. I I think there was more of a chance Punk would have been welcomed back. Before all this AEW stuff happened, I think that has only just raised the awareness that, oh, we got to keep our distance here. And what's a shame throughout all this is Punk is an amazing wrestler. He's an amazing talker on the mic. He is a gifted wrestler. He is one of the guys who lit me up when wrestling barely had a pulse. You know, I mean, that pipe bomb kept me going for another two or three years. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And I think he can be such a force in professional wrestling. I do. But I think he needs to stop pretending he's a locker room leader until he actually sh- has actions that prove that he is one. And if you can't be one, don't pretend. Be one of the boys. Mind your own business. Stay out of the way. And let people stay out of the way for you. We've put you on your own show so you don't have to deal with the Bucks and Omega. How many people needs to be on? Are we going to have a 100 wrestler roster on Dynamite and 20 wrestler roster on Collision? Because that's who Punk can get along with. I just punk figure that part out because you you could really be the driving force to bring AEW to another stratosphere. But you burned all your goodwill there. I mean, I at this point, Tony Khan comes up on his contract. Is Tony Khan gonna say, Yeah, here you go, here's another three mil? I don't know. I'm just speculating how much he got. Paid. I think that's gonna come down to what uh Warner Brothers Discovery wants. The touche. Touche. I think that's so. That's who TK has to answer to. So, if Warner Brothers wants him, then unfortunately, 
TK's going to have to put up with the ego and all the bullshit. Yeah. But going back to that, as much as I love me some TK, my man needs some balls and stand up and be like, look, this is the way it's going to be. You know, I went to bat for you. You you stabbed me again. Here we are. You're on strike two. Yeah. But, I, don't know. I feel like we're on strike six, but yeah. Think, I, don't I, mean, know. I just want to say strike three because think you do the last year at all out then the Jack Perry and Hangman stuff from a few weeks ago and then the stuff from All In. Three strikes. Well, the stuff last week was really just people being, oh, he just said she's bringing up old stuff, but this is just another physical altercation, so I'd, I'd just probably like strike two, to be honest. Because everybody talks shit about each other, to be honest. Who doesn't? Yeah, but when it's such a sensitive issue that is already kind of boiled up, I, I just don't, I don't think it's strike three either, but was it necessary? Come on, man. Stop. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just more so, come on, come on, don't do this. But I really thought that was the extent of it. I really did. I was like, ah, oh, you know, Punk trying to cut a promo. He's trying to get heat. I could, I could get behind it. And, but then there's reports that Nemeth was pushed aside and hey, go home. There's other performers that don't get along with Punk. This is rumors. This is again, dirt sheets. Keith, I agree with you. There's too many people going to the dirt sheets, but. Hey, did you know Christopher Daniels wasn't at collision because Punk was there? Christopher Christopher Daniels was sent home. What? Why? Huh? <laughs> like it's Yeah, just... that don't even make sense. He's head of talent relations. Yeah. He should be at every show they have. Yeah. That was and something he, I remember. If he can't handle if he can't handle being head of talent relations, which means you have to deal with bullshit between two talents, then TK needs to find somebody else that can handle that position. Like Somebody like maybe a Tommy Dreamer or something like that, who don't mind saying coming up to somebody saying, "Hey, you're fired. Hey, you're you're fine. You know, I like you, but it is what it is." No, it was reported. This is all hearsay. This is all dirt. She says this is all speculation that um, CM Punk wanted Daniels to not be there, so Daniels they didn't fly him out. They said, "Sorry, stay home." And so yeah, because uh, they still couldn't be there. Yeah, but so because he had a part in the altercation, either breaking it up or, hey, dude, what are you doing? You know, apparently Punk had a problem with him after that. And so head of talent relations can't be around him either. Um, That is all speculation. I don't know. But gosh, someone keeps going to the dirt sheets. I don't know who it is and what it is. But it's like I said, it's all one common theme. And um, that's that's just where it is. Like, uh, I think. I don't know. Like there was a story about Booker T talking about like the, the or Rob Van Dam. I can't remember who it was, but like punk when he was really young <laughs> in the WWE and he like called a locker room meeting or something like that. And it rubbed everyone the wrong way. Cause he's like this 20 something year old. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, and he was going over stupid stuff and people were like, what are you talking about? It's that punk, but with years of experience behind him where he thinks it's all justified now, you know? And, and it's like, Oh dude, no, come on, come on. I, I it's, it's okay if you have an empathetic ear and you're listening, but it seems like he's just, I don't know, man. Delivery goes a long way. If you're trying to help the kids, yes, but I don't know. Are you going into business for yourself? I don't know, but it it just breaks my heart. It really does because I wanted the punk thing to work. I was losing my mind when punk debuted in AEW because I was like, you know what? I was behind him 100%. You couldn't get me off that screen when I think it was the first Rampage he debuted, correct? 
It was yes, yes. first rampage in Chicago. That was the most electric night in the entire in a long time in professional wrestling. Like I, I want Punk to work. That's the thing. I want him to work, but I also don't want in in Seth Rollins' words, not mine, a cancer to be at AEW either. And if I'm not I forgot where I read it from, but I think the whole Ryan Nimitz stuff started because he said Punk doesn't support the actor's strike. Oh, that's something like that. That's just oh, BS. Yeah, Punk's come out with his, with his actor's shirt supporting the actors and writer's strike. And Ryan Nimitz has actually been out there picketing and whatnot and said that he just basically did it for show. I Punk. did that, yeah. Punk is an actor, though. He was an actor before, like, while heels. he was... Yeah, he's on heels. He has an active role in heels. I mean, if he's like Stephen Amell, then maybe he doesn't support it. Who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> I don't, I couldn't see Punk just actively being against the actor, straight, considering that he is an actor. He has an active role in heels. He's been in movies. Why wouldn't he support SAG-AFTRA? And my thing is, what does that have to do with wrestling? Why bring it up? It's stupid. It's so stupid. (laughs) Like, there's no reason to bring up what somebody supports or not. I don't want to. I said something serious. I just, I don't want to be talking about AEW in like five years and be like, man, that company would have been great if they just stopped the drama. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that they get over this. I really do on everybody's end. You know, at the end of the day, I just want an alternative product to WWE. I want something I can tune in and watch. I bought all in. <laughs> I want this company to succeed. I want Punk to be there. I want Omega. I want Punk. I want the Bucks. I want everybody to be a part of the success. But, you know, like, it feels like, I mean, the big thing about WCW towards the end, uh, you know, especially in that 99, 2000, 2001 and I had all the WCW documentaries after that place closed down. And all they talked about was politics, backstage politics. That's what killed that organization. People going into business with themselves, people having too much creative control, too many, you know, and it was just, it, it just manifested in very ugly ways. And it's such a shame because you could have an amazing product, but you need a Paul Levesque. To be there and hey guys knock it the hell off you need some authority i hate to use the word authority non non storyline related but you need some authority to be there and that's what Catherine was talking about earlier tony khan you got to get a backbone man you can't just let these guys just you've you can't got can't be their friends and their boss at the same time you can't you can't you can care about certain wrestlers and over time and years you can develop those relationships I'm not saying McMahon didn't care about Taker and Triple H doesn't care about those NXT guys. I, I know for a fact you can do both. Oh, if you go back and, and see interviews between Taker and Vince McMahon, oh. Taker never left Vince. When Taker had the chance to jump ship, he stayed with Vince. Yeah. There you can when have WWE loyalty. Was tanking, yes, he had loyalty and Vince paid him back by, you know, letting him do what he pretty much wanted to. You want to do one WrestleMania a year? We'll come back a couple weeks before. We'll build it up. You do WrestleMania, then you're off again. Yeah. No, I mean, you can you can build that over time. But, however, when someone still makes a mistake, whether you're uh, – that's the thing. Like, I can be your friend all day. But if you're going to do something 
I'm going to call you out. Hey, that wasn't the right move. You shouldn't have done that. All right, go home, get some rest because we're, we'll talk in the morning. And it just feels like TK just kind of sits aside and all this stuff happens. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's like, why, why are we letting it get, it feels like it's always the line has been crossed when we're trying to stop it at that point. And I don't think these things just magically just inflate. I think there's build up and build up and build up. And then, you know, 80,000 people in an arena and there's cameras at, everywhere. That's what I've heard. There's footage of this. Yeah. I wanted to get to that as well. Like yeah. we've been talking about speculation this whole time, but they say there's cameras all over the place at Wembley. Tony Khan, I will empty my bank account to see this footage. I need to see it. I, I need to see CM Punk get this choke out if it actually happens. But I really just want to see what happened. I'm getting talk of just all this. I'm getting tired of all the hearsay. I just want to see what happened. Make your own opinion. Yeah, and be able to form my own opinion. I've been hearing 18 different accounts of the same story that all have 18 different details of exactly what happened. I need to be able to see exactly what happened to be able to make an actual opinion on what the heck, you know? If If it comes out that Punk chokes Perry... And it's successful and it looks like a decent choke. I'm done. I give up. Like, I, I won't ever watch wrestling again. I, to, to be fair, Jack Perry was born in like Beverly Hills. Like, I'm pretty sure it'd be pretty easy to catch that man in a, if, if anyone, if he, if Punk would be able to get a choke off on anybody, it'd be a kid <laughs> that was born and raised in Beverly Hills. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I still would be shocked. I'd be like, where's your head? Where's your head? Right here. Okay. <laughs> Start the footage off for season two of All Access. Yeah. Yes. I never watched All Access. I saw the commercials for it, but was it good? Was it drama? You can watch it. It's on Max. Yeah, they have yeah, it on, on Max. Max. If you okay. have Max subscription. I do. I do yeah, have Max. Go watch it. Okay. It, it. It gives you a... a Different insight between the Brit Thunder Rosa stuff. Okay, all right. The I would love streaming to... platform because them two bitches hate each other. Wow, that's crazy. like in real life they hate each other. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, you need to go watch it though. I'll check it out for sure. But man, yeah, this is if this is episode Wait, was one of season two, episode it's... one or or episode one or episode two. At the end of it, you see. You see TK sitting in gorilla going, God damn it, damn it. <laughs> you don't know what happens. Oh wow. Okay. I need I need to see this, but I don't know. But, best in the world. Um in his mind. Just punk needs to grow up. And I'm saying this as a punk fan. And this time I don't think it's mostly on him. I don't think up with the elite. Yeah. Hangman started it. Then he went out and did what he did in the media scrum. I would say that one's more on punk. I got to try that that pastry place, by the way. (laughs) Keith, we could go to Chicago. (laughs) We're going to go get those donuts or whatever you was eating. Yeah. (laughs) Get those muffins. muffins. The muffins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, muffins. The stuff with Jack Perry. I mean, you could give your input on something if you do it the right way. It's yeah, like, that's a great hey, point. I think we should do this instead of this. But mm-hmm. don't be like, no, I think this is stupid or whatnot. Say it to like where you know that they care. 
and you're not trying to come off as a dickhead about it. Yeah, uh, also, isn't there typically a thing where if there may be a problem with something a wrestler says, don't they usually go to the wrestler that it would affect typically and clear it with them before they go out and do it? Isn't that like a really important thing typically in wrestling? Sure so I can't see why Jack Perry well, wouldn't at least... It would probably be a meeting with like TK and whoever's producing that match. The producer of the match, you know, the doctor, so say, and the but, or, Yeah, but... Say for the Jack Perry instance between Punk. Say if uh, Sanjay Dutt was the producer and Jack went up to him and said, hey, I want to knock on the, the windshield of the car and say, real glass, cry me a river. And Sanjay's like, yeah, you better not. And then he still does it. Jack Perry went in business for himself. Even though he asked, the producer said no. He should have listened to the producer and didn't not do it. Instead of going into business for himself and try to get heat on himself. But I think there was this wrestling etiquette at one point that Keith is alluding to. And I, I think I agree, Keith. Like, there used to be a point where... If I'm going to go, for example, if I'm going to go shake the ropes like Batista did, I'm going to call Ultimate Warrior and say, hey, man, I hope you're okay. I'm going to shake the ropes like you used to do. There was like a respect thing. Um, Hey, I'm going to do an impersonation of you. We just saw The Miz with LA Knight. I don't know if he's done this, but I would assume he said, hey, man, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go, ah, ah, yeah, like over and over. <laughs> and I'm going to do an impression. Like with um, Kevin Owens. You know, Kevin Owens does the Stone Cold Stunner now. Got permission from Stone Cold. He, he literally said, he asked Stone Cold, could he do that finisher? And it's, I've heard Bully Ray awesome. say on Busted Open many a time, him and Devon don't care if anybody does the 3D and – when the Elite did their 3D not too long ago, he's like, that's probably one of the best 3Ds I've seen in a very long time executed. I think there, I think there's just a, a a a way to do business. And he's like, hey, man, by the way. But I'm sorry, but Jack Perry was in the wrong. I do believe when he said it's real glass, get over it. Because, no, he did not say it in a, a work. There was not a program with Punk. There was nothing going on with Punk. No one understood the reference except him, and he looked right in the camera, and that didn't feel like Jack Perry, the 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 wrestler. That felt like Jack Perry, the human being, pissed off. And I I do think yes, the right thing to do is get clearance. I don't think in a million years he even got close to getting clearance, or even thought about I don't it. Think it he didn't I think it was an angry reaction, and it was disrespectful towards Punk. A hundred percent. That's where cooler heads start to need to prevail, and obviously we see they didn't, but. I still think a hundred percent he he was a dick. <laughs> well, then, like, can't you see how like all this stuff just built up throughout his day to where like, screw being the cooler head. Like, bro got screwed over at the airport. Then he had to take the train with his bags and got lost. Like, I I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I would be really ticked off if all this happened like the same day. Like, I'd just be like, all right, man. Like, what the heck, guys? Can we like get ourselves together? <laughs> My thing about that is that we only hear it from Nick Hoffman. We don't hear it from anybody else. Well, we have pictures of him on the train with his bags and the fans that were there that said that this happened as well, though. Again, but we've only heard it from the Hoffman side. Keith. So, like, now if somebody like No DQ came out and said it, then okay, sure. Neutral source, then yeah. 
there might be some flame to that fire. But until somebody else says it besides Hoffman, I don't know how yeah, like, truthful uh, that is. Hoffman would be like, yeah, so I watched, fair, fair. I watched Punk fight in two UFC fights, and he, he won them both. It was an amazing fight. <laughs> undefeated he's one of the fantastic he won the ufc heavyweight championship he's technically a middleweight but he won the heavyweight championship in his in his first fight it was crazy um, beat the crap out of brock lesnar choked yeah, him out yeah exactly <laughs> brock conor mcgregor <laughs> yeah exactly no um no no in all seriousness i think that's where you and i differ just right there keith is i know the day has gotten to i get it however this is where locker room leader i'm sure a lot of wrestlers that were in that leadership role were pissed off before at times, but part of leadership. Do you know what's funny? You, is, you you're talking about locker room leaders, but you know what's funny? Yeah. Since Brian Danielson got hurt at Forbidden Door with his match at Okada. Yeah. I think that, Danielson was that locker room leader that they're like, yeah, we're not gonna fuck up because we don't want Danielson coming after us. Danielson is that's now that he's not there. They're like, we can do whatever we want, mm-hmm. which. I heard today that Danielson's supposed to come back in October. Oh, can't be soon enough. But that's where I think the the want to be a leader and the desire to be a leader and the ability to be a leader are very different things. And I think Punk wants to be it. I don't think he has the ability to. Because if you, because it sounds like, I get it. I'm not saying Perry's innocent when he walks through that curtain. But few reports have had Punk just getting nose to nose with him and shoving him. Come on, man. Come on. That's where you're like, noted. We're going to catch up after my match. And uh, TK, I want you present because we're going to have a conversation. And that's it. It's all you got to do. Not, got a problem with me? Got a problem with me? You don't, you don't have to do it. You don't. You know? Uh, and that's where, that's where, and, and if Punk wasn't trying to be a leader and he was just this get run of the middle, fine, fine. You know what? Still say, get him off the damn roster but if you're going to tout yourself as no hey guys it's what i think we should do hey man don't don't do the real glass hey okay you gotta you gotta be there when things are cool and you gotta be there level-headed when things are heated you can't just choose when to be on and off you can't and if jack perry's gonna act like a you know a guy from beverly hills and a spoiled kid go into business for himself don't get angry about it. That's on Jack Perry. He looks foolish now, not you. You know, that's all you got to do. That speaks louder volumes than making this whole thing way more than it should be. So, my dream scenarios, they can all come away with this. And next all in, we can get CMFTR versus the elites. But, but as Jack, it looks right now, Jack Perry is the guest referee with glass <laughs> on his hands. That's what I want. Yeah, that would be absolutely fantastic. Tag with CMFTR, the Elite Jungle Boy with Edge and Christian. Oh my gosh, Ryan Nimith in there somewhere. Ryan Nimith, Ryan Nimith in a shark cage. Oh my gosh, whoever wins gets Ryan Nimith. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I just love this question. Yeah. Is for dynamite and collision, who would you think should be more of like the locker room leader type role? Because dynamite, you got Moxley, you got Danielson. I think those two are pretty good. I think Danielson, Chris Jericho, 
Samoa Joe and like Jay White. Okay. Well, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe and Jay White are on collision. I would, I would probably put them in a collision. And I think it was another podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about needing an enforcer to like handle all this. And I'm like, Samoa Joe would be the best. Oh God! And they were like, "Well, he's already there, and people probably wouldn't respect him." I'm like, "Who the fuck ain't gonna respect Samoa Joe?" Samoa Joe, man. I don't care how long Samoa oh, Joe's been there, you gonna respect the man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Locker room leaders. I think the pillars. Brian Danielson, easy. I think, and TK has actually come out and said, like, if you were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, who would you have taking over the company? And he'd say Brian. Dan- he said Brian Danielson. Like that was reported. He's like, I would have Brian Danielson take over the day to day. I think that tells you exactly what he thinks of him as a character, as a person, or as in his character and as a person, um, his ability. I think Brian Danielson overall in AEW, definitely dynamite. Um, and Samoa Joe, man, that, that guy could get me to sit down in a hurry. <laughs> he approaches me. I'm like, yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> Whatever you need, Joe. But you know, like back in the day, they had wrestlers court. You hear like all the old WWE guys put about Undertaker was the judge and you had wrestlers court and nobody wanted to go in front of the Undertaker. I, I think Samoa Joe could be that person for AEW. Absolutely. I think so. Because I think he's got enough respect in the business that even the older guys like a Moxley, like a Jericho still would be like, hey, I don't want to have to go deal with Samoa Joe. And I mean, hell, recently we've seen mjf come up and he's starting to become more of like that locker room leader type person he may be a little bit too young to take on that kind yes of i do agree with that role. but you are starting to see the signs that There's in the future yeah in the future he will be, be a great locker room leader a great locker room leader i mean I, I, that I, the media scrum for all in even seeing it on twitter recently i agree i think he's the future for sure I think he's a future in every aspect. I really do. He's a future in money making. Yeah, that's true too. Have the perfect person to come in and handle all this shit. Send in Daddy Khan to handle all this shit. Because that is one person I don't think I would want to piss off. Is Shad Khan. Twirl that mustache while he <laughs> while he talks. That's what I want. I want him to be like a super villain and just like <laughs> Fire he looks like the type of person, if you piss him off, you yeah. don't want to deal with the wrath. Yeah. I will cut this show's budget. Of my dad, half. like the Incredible Hulk. Like my dad used to say, you won't like me when I'm angry. And that is true. My dad is like the most laid back person, or he was before he got COVID. But you didn't want to see him get mad. My grandmother was, his mother was the same way. When my grandmother got mad, you better run because it was like hell to pay. Yeah. Uh, that's how I figure Shad Khan is. Like he's pretty cool, laid back. If you piss him off, it's over. It's always he funny. needs to be the locker room enforcer. Yeah. I don't think Shad Khan would even want to go there. Yeah, I don't. So much responsibility on his plate already. He's like, I... go go play with your toys, Tony. Please. <laughs> I think that's what, he literally just put Tony in a corner and say, go play with that for a little bit. Hopefully, you make a buck out of it, but. Well, evidently I, they did. They made like a hundred. What was it? One point four million just in merch sales. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And then the pay per view buys the prelim numbers are between like a hundred and forty five thousand to like a hundred and eighty some thousand. 
that's just the prelims. They said they already had like a hundred a hundred thousand already bought before the show. Yeah. I'm just waiting for them to get their multi-million deal with Warner Brothers Discovery when they put all their stuff on Max. Can they please hurry up and do that? I need I need to be able to watch every show on HBO Max. Of I would I would love if they did that and like almost an immediate replay feature too. Like the next day, all their shows are on yeah. Max because I was telling them before you joined Keith, like I am on Fubo right now, and it's only for the Atlanta Braves. That's the only reason I, I am subscribed to them. They have great baseball coverage. And I can't, they don't have TNT or TBS. That is such a bummer. But I bought all in just because of the monumental history of the 80,000 plus people. That's, that's professional wrestling history. So I still bought it, not knowing a damn thing what was happening in AEW except <laughs> what the dirt sheets were telling me. Um, but yeah, uh, I would love if Max had like, Hey, you missed dynamite. Here it is next day, like Hulu used to do. Um, Hulu used to have a lot of good I, stuff. I think they're they're trying to work something out like that. I think that's probably going to be part of the new the new deal mm-hmm. because you know TK came out and said in the scrum he's not moving all in and all out. They're going to be back to back, and you are asking people to drop a hundred dollars to buy two pay per views back to back in this economy, and people are like, "Well, I'll buy all in, but I probably ain't buying all out." That's exactly what I'm doing. I bought all in just for the spectacle. And I think he did try to get it like as a bundle package, but the cable providers were like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. And all out just, there's no matches really. Like what's the main event to all out? Do we know? They haven't announced it yet. Uh, I guess they're trying to see what the CM Punk stuff is. It's this weekend. You know what I mean? And that's another fallout. The main event right now, if you just look at the card, is probably going to be Takeshita Omega. Yeah, but here's another thing I think we haven't really talked about. The effect that this incident is now having on All Out. Obviously, this is in Chicago. Is it fair to assume that CM Punk would probably headline or at least be near the top of the card? You know, well, he would have had, he would have been the main event and it was him, and Ricky, him Stark. and Ricky Stark going for the real real world championship. I would have loved to see that. I had it that Punk was going to drop it to start. I would have loved to see that. And they could still do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sucks, though, because uh, YouTube, they're really good about publishing a lot of the promos and stuff on YouTube. Uh, I do follow AEW on YouTube, and I've been watching the Ricky Stark CM Punk stuff. And, you know, so I would be inclined. Now, exactly what Catherine said. No, I'm not dropping 50 bucks back-to-back weeks. I'm sorry. I can't spend over $100 on professional wrestling especially when WWE spoils me and says, Hey, by the way, in addition to your $5, you know, you know, Peacock subscription, we'll throw in every pay-per-view free of charge. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's such a great deal in wrestling right now. And I hate that for AEW because it's so hard for me to stomach spending $50 on an event now, but yeah. I will. And I've bought many AEW events. I've been to AEW live shows. I will spend the money on the, on that, that product, but I'm not going to do back to back weeks, especially when, the card is really feeling lackluster at this point, to be honest. Wait, I think New Japan. I think there's only two matches on this card I even care about. I think Go New ahead, Japan Brandon. has the best way of doing it. Is you pay what ten bucks a month for New Japan World? Seven ninety nine. You get Wrestle Kingdom. You get Dominion. 
you get all of their big shows for free. And then some of the specials they do, yeah, you have to pay extra for. But it's only like 30 bucks. For Wrestle Kingdom? No, Wrestle Kingdom is free. Oh, there was one we paid extra for. Uh, I forgot. But like, you also get all of the G1. Mm-hmm. And hell, even Impact has something. Impact Plus. You get all of the Impact pay-per-views. Well, to be fair, who's paying $60 for any Impact pay-per-view? But you <laughs> don't have to pay 60 bucks. I pay $10 for Impact Plus to get the pay-per-views. Especially yeah. now that Will Ospreay is going to be on one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now I have a reason. So this, this is the, yeah, you have a reason. <laughs> so this is the card for All Out. You're going to have Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. That could be the main event. You got Omega versus Takeshita. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen, who came out and said that his spine is totally fucked up after that coffin drop he did on the coffin. He does that um, every you have ev- Oh, yeah, so, you have FTR and the Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold, Samoa Joe versus Shane T- Taylor for the ROH World TV Championship, and then you have uh, Adam Cole and MJF fighting the winner of the Rampage uh, Battle Royal tonight, and you've got Chris Statlander defending her TBS Championship against Ruby Soho. So out of those matches, there's probably only three that I'm really interested in. What they need to do is build this show as almost WrestleMania night one and night two. Even if it's a week apart, I don't care. Build it as such, though. Because the fact that the hottest thing going in AEW, in my opinion, is MJF and Adam Cole. The way they ended that show was phenomenal. One of the greatest endings to a match. My wife hated it. She's like, no, one of them needed to turn on each other. This is stupid. I said, no, this is actually really captivating because you have two assholes ring of honor adam cole and mjf those three initials say it all and you have these two guys who are fighting to be good and struggling and still doing it and overcoming these demons one of them will eventually break we know that it's not going to be forever but it didn't need to happen at all in i thought it was great to show that they were still holding on and i think it shows that they really care about each other you have that act which i am so captivated with Oh, they're gonna fight the the winner of this this thing tonight. Like what? The event... Right. Like, but the events in like two nights. What? Like, I just that's where I'm like, book it. And next year, I hope they can um, book it as even if you want to have wrestlers perform on both since they're a week apart. Kenny Omega's feuding with two wrestlers. Hey, I'm gonna meet you here and I'm gonna meet you there. That's fine too. But book two separate solid shows where you have exactly what Catherine's talking about. I only have like two matches I care about. WrestleMania night one and night two, there's usually a few matches on each of those nights that make me really want to watch it. I would love to see them do that where, you know, in advance, like, oh, I'm going to buy that all in event. But man, all out's looking really great, too. I might have to buy that one. It makes it less of a because right now all out. I mean, I will read about it. Can't wait. Hope it's a great show. But yeah, exactly what today's economy. I'm sorry. I ain't dropping a hundred plus dollars uh, without feeling like the card is astronomically good and this isn't it. So I'm hoping they learn from this, this mistake because I know they're doing Wembley next year. I'm going to buy the event next year. I just hope they can really properly book it. Cause I, I think, I think we should all save our money and go. 
<laughs> See, the you get? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm down. I'll be graduated. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Can I, I'm going to just hop in someone's suitcase. I'm not going to tell you that whose suitcase I'm hopping in, but I will find one of yours. I will. If you see a hole with an air hole and everything, that would be me go, just breathing out. Just let me let me deal with it. But yeah, it will be awesome. When are they having WrestleMania in uh, Nashville? I, was it you that were talking? Was it you that was talking? Yeah, when after after they build that new stadium for the Titans, when's that uh, new stadium? That's going to be in like be 20, 27, 2028. 20, if yeah. they put it in Nashville, yeah, me, and, me and Brendan will have to come to WrestleMania, so you have to go, Brandon. Oh, I will. If it's in Nashville or Atlanta, I'm a hundred percent going. A hundred percent going. I am still mad that I didn't catch it in Atlanta when they went one year. So if it's in Nashville or Atlanta, I am a hundred percent going, no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So we will catch up. I want to think it's twenty twenty seven, right after they build that new stadium, because that was the big key in Tennessee, giving them the money to do that. Is because WrestleMania. I mean, WWE's like, yeah, well, if y'all build that new stadium, we'll come as soon as you open it. And they're like, yep, here we go. Aren't they also doing the Super Bowl there as well? I think so. Yeah. It's so weird that they haven't done a WrestleMania at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. I really want one in Charlotte. <laughs> I thought they did one in Atlanta. Was it not Mercedes-Benz? They did it. No, it was in the Georgia Dome. Oh, it was 27. That's what it was. You're right. Okay. I thought it was Mercedes-Benz. I've been on the outside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Beautiful stadium. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful inside. My cousin just went down. Her and her husband went down for the uh, pre preseason game for the Steelers and uh, Falcons because they're big Steelers fans. Because mm. she was asking like places to stay and stuff and places to eat. I told her to go check out the nitrogen oxygen ice cream shop. Though. That place is cool. But like, <laughs> the place was rocking. But the They're problem stinking. is AEW can't run um, State Farm Arena because the guy that owns the Atlanta Hawks is on the board of directors for WWE. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's why you'll never see AEW in, in Atlanta. They always do, like, Duluth and all those places around. Oh, okay. Man, if I was the big tit at Georgia Tech, I'd be like, y'all want to come and, and have an event here in our, our basketball stadium? Heck, yeah. <laughs> all in three, Atlanta, Georgia. Sign me the hell up. Yeah. I really be. hope they build all in a bit better next year. I felt like they like carried it mostly just on we're gonna have eighty thousand people here. You gotta watch it. I hope they actually build it up and make it feel like a WrestleMania type event for next year's all in because it really was just carried by hey we're having eighty one thousand people. It's the most sold tickets in professional wrestling history. So. <laughs> That's something I would really love to see for them to do next year, at least. Well, I actually thought the build wasn't as bad as what people are making it out to be. Like, you had the Punk Samoa Joe stuff go on for, what, two months, give or take? You have the MJF and Adam Cole stuff. That's going on for a while. I mean, the Elite and Bullet Club Gold stuff, sure, that could have gone on for a bit longer. Then the Young Buck stuff versus FTR. That's been going on for, what, three years? But the problem is people don't want to go back and look up the history. They want to be spoon-fed uh, <laughs> because that's what WWE has done to them. Necessarily. Like, we didn't have the full card for All In until, what, like, a week and a half before the event? 
It's he almost kind of like how they do it all out right now. He always does that, though. He always does that for a pay-per-view. He won't give you a card until, like, two weeks before or a week before. That's the way he operates. So people need to get over it and just deal with it and leave my man alone. <laughs> I, That's I, I'm Team Keith here. I, I really – I remember – one of my favorite events ever um, of all time was like WrestleMania 20. It was the 20th anniversary of WrestleMania. They were in Madison Square Garden and they set up so many of those matches months and months in advance. Like Kane and Undertaker were on that match. That was the return of the dead man gimmick. And it was all started at Survivor Series in November when Kane buried Taker. And that's what brought back his dead man persona. Uh, I remember the Royal Rumble kickstarted the Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels feud. Because Shawn Michaels and Triple H were feuding constantly. Benoit wins the Rumble. He's like, oh, I'm going to challenge that dude. And he jumps right in the middle of their feud. And that feud had been going all year, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Benoit hops in in January. The event ends up happening. Um, you know, I do think Guerrero and uh, Angle was a little bit late because it was a battle royal on uh, SmackDown that I think, uh, or a, a Royal Rumble version that got uh, Kurt Angle to the spot. But I still really loved it. There were so many matches. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar stinker of a match one of the worst matches you'll ever see in your entire life but the build was phenomenal they built it over months was that the one where Goldberg beat him in like three seconds no uh yes it was I think Goldberg I think no I don't know I thought I think it was but it was just they, they stared each other down forever and did like moves and they were both leaving WWE and it's in New York so the Madison Square Garden crowd were just like fuck you Goldberg Fuck you, Lesnar. <laughs> they didn't care, and they, like they were not interested. But they had so many month-long builds going into that show, and that was one of my favorite events ever because they laid the seeds so far in advance, and it was a slow build. And I I do agree with Brendan when he's saying about the MJF and the Adam Cole, and there was you know there was a couple of spots that feel like they earned that, but I had the Punk and uh, Joe stuff. Um, but I just for something with eighty-one thousand funny i go both ways because that's what sold me that's exactly what sold me i saw the tickets i saw the wembley place Catherine's tagging me saying brandon look it's insane i'm like yeah i'm buying that i'm buying that um it was it was the eighty-one thousand that sold me because that is history in the making and i will always watch professional professional wrestling history i don't care what company it is uh but yeah i would just love that build again like because i see what you're saying keith that was some of my favorite stuff was when we took our time and really, really like we saw the writing on the wall for months and then we just couldn't wait to see it. So, and I think I have a Probably. decent rebuttal for what you said earlier. Like think about the Kenny Omega hangman build. Like when we got to the end of like, at, it, was, it was either revolution or full gear. When we got to the end of that, like that build was full and gear. that payoff. Yeah. Full gear. Like so that build, like in that payoff, like it felt like that, like that would have been like, something that I would have felt like they should have had like all in a build similar to that. And it, there just wasn't really anything there. Like maybe the hang, uh, maybe the MJF Adam Cole almost got there. Like, but there was just nothing like of that caliber to really sell it for me. At least. <laughs> so I looked it up. Uh, Goldberg defeated Brock Lesnar with Stone Cold Steve Austin. as the special guest referee, special referee in 13 minutes. Yeah. Oh, it was oh, the okay. that wasn't the one. There was another one where them two fought. I think I the one you're thinking about was at one of the Saudi shows. It, I don't remember. It might have been. But did they have a match at WrestleMania? I don't remember, but my uncle was here watching it. He went to use the bathroom. He come back. He's like, "That's over." And I'm like, 
yeah, so Goldberg speared him, and it was one, two, three. Yeah, don't don't go piss during a Goldberg match. It'll be over by the time you get done. It will it will be done. Um, I also another request I have for next year at Wembley because I was bummed out it didn't happen this year. Still a good match. I I, I don't take anything away, but please give us in in front of eighty thousand people, Omega Osprey three. I need that. I am looking forward. That's the one match. I I think it's five stars all over and that and build it build that damn match too like just slowly have them jab at each other slowly have it i just have that rubber match in front of eighty thousand people please it depends what they do for wrestle kingdom 18 because that's more of like new japan Japan storyline yeah but if osprey does sign with AEW, just go ahead and give it to us at all in please i just love osprey I, I think he is Omega five years ago. I think they're, they're performance wise. I think they're so just intertwined with one another. I they're they're both my favorite wrestlers to watch. So. I'm so glad I got to see Osprey live in person before. Oh, jealous. So Shut up. Jealous. Nobody's talked to you. If you want to go see a good match, look up Osprey versus Blake Christian, and it's from Warrior Wrestling. It is one of the best matches I've ever seen. If you. Person. If you ever get a chance, one of the best matches on YouTube. One of the best matches you'll ever see is Will Ospreay versus Instant anybody wrestler here. Anybody. Fill, in the, fill in the blank. God, Osprey. Everybody is... was bitching about the Jericho match. I didn't hate it. Me, it was I thought it was one of the best matches of the night. I thought so too. I actually was not looking forward to it. I was a little upset that it was happening, and afterward, I was like, "Oh no, I like that. That was good." Would have rather seen Osprey and Omega, but I would have rather seen Osprey and Omega anytime. That's just me. Uh, I thought Osprey and Jericho, especially the entrance too, I really liked. I thought it was good. That was oh, a good match. They gave Osprey the Cody level entrance. They yeah. treated him like Cody life. Rhodes. Hey man, it's his hometown. You got to. <laughs> but like, even when he's in the states, they treat him pretty fucking big. So I think all signs are pointing to Osprey signing. With AEW, well, I do too. With Aussie Open already signed, yeah, that's if he can get over, you know, having to live in the United States. <laughs> oh, does he not like the United States? No, no, Keith. If you think about it, you work what one day a week, sometimes two days a week for AEW. You could go back and live in the UK. That's a lot so, of travel, my friend. <laughs> well, sure, but also. If that's yeah, what... but you have to think about this. You know Tony Khan's going to back up the Brinks truck to get Will Ospreay. Will yeah, Ospreay can buy him his own private that... jet and fly himself back and forth. The Brock <laughs> Lesnar treatment right there. Yeah, with all that punk money he's going to save, he's got to dump it on somebody. So he's going to, hey. I don't out. think punk's going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> all right. If we're talking about New punk... Japan's got the money that Tony Khan's got. I don't think so either. I think Tony Khan, when he's motivated, he gets what he wants. So, well, I mean, somebody came out with like a business article or something that said the cons are richer than the McMahons. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I believe it. Oh, they they definitely. That's why. That's why when when it came out, WWE was contract tampering with AEW talent. That's why I think when AEW lawyers sent them that ceased and desist, they ceased it and desisted. Because they didn't want to get in a court battle with the cons. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Uh, they are. The cons are insanely rich. Like, 
I they I mean, they just dropped six million dollars on a new place for the Jaguars to practice out of their own pocket. They didn't ask the taxpayers for it. Yeah, which is also pretty awesome. So that's pretty cool. And then they they just dropped another three or four million on renovating Craven Cottage for the premier soccer team they own. I need to be best out of their pocket. I need to just say, hey Tony, how are you, man? No, I just need to marry the man. Yeah, well, if you marry him, he I just needs a strong married. older woman behind him. All right, to give I'll, him some balls. All right, the three of us will be your three best men, and we want to be best friends with Tony too. After, of course, hey, my <laughs> y'all all three could be my enough. personal no. assistant. Yeah, y'all all three could be like my personal assistant. Uh, you, you could afford me. You could. This, uh, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I, my salary's a million a year. What, what IT, cybersecurity, anything in computer science? thing you'll need done i'm on it immediately i i can hit record on any podcast ma'am just click there you go also what do you think about mercedes moneda aew someone in the women's division needs to get there and shake it up holy crap what they have eight minutes on a five-hour card that sucks I'm not saying the women's wrestling is like the greatest thing i but some matches have been some of the best matches i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> bailey and banks still one of the greatest matches i've ever seen ever top 10 in nxt um i i love sasha banks i think she's one of the top 10 wrestlers in wrestling today this i'm sorry but how do you have tony storm soraya all these make DMD. I know Britt Baker's not the most polished wrestler, but damn, she's got such a gimmick and I love her for it. You have all these amazing women's wrestlers and you still just don't seem like now. Where was the TBS championship? You know, where was, where, I don't know. I would love to see Mercedes Monet in AEW. And I really, really hope we see women's wrestling get a kick in the teeth because it really needs it in AEW. What I would. Like too much talent, just too much talent for it to be this wasted. Is I would like to see AJ Lee come in and like she be the person that like kind of help the women's not as a wrestler, but more oh, okay. of a, like a, a producer. I'm with you there, producer. Yeah, I got a I got a marquee match for them. We get Mercedes Monet and her cousin Snoop Dogg hitting a doggy splash on Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, just give me my Jamie Hayter Mercedes Monet match. I'm happy. Mercedes could have a great match with any of the women on that division. Like, oh, yeah. if anyone could pull out a five star match with anyone on that roster, it would be Mercedes. So, like, one of my favorite matches from this year alone is the Mercedes Monet Kari match from the New Japan show in San Jose. It was a great fucking match. And she could do that with literally anybody that has just an ounce of talent. The only problem with Mercedes coming in, Mercedes ain't going to put up with that childish high school bullshit that Britt Baker is known for. She should. And I think Britt ain't going to relinquish her role as the leader of the women's division in AEW since she was the first woman signed. Well, with the way Britt talks about Mercedes, she does have the respect for Mercedes. So, 
I do think it would but be. But it, it'd be different if, you know, Mercedes rolls up in there and is constantly on there. I don't know. I feel like Mercedes just has that aura about her that they would probably straighten up with her in that locker room. I can't see there being that kind of just high school, middle school type drama. With oh, her she wouldn't play with that shit. Yeah. And like some people say she has an ego. She deserves to have an ego. She's one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. If not the best. An ego, but keep but, it check. And she's able to, unlike some certain person that we talked about earlier in this podcast. Hashtag CM Punk. <laughs> Hashtag. No, I, I, I am all for egos. I am when they're in check. You know, have an ego in the ring. Have an ego when you perform. Heck, you have an ego certain in, in certain cases backstage, but not all the time. Yeah. But Mercedes Monet, man. Yeah. One of the best women's wrestlers ever. Still in her prime, too. Mm-hmm. She's on this like twilight of her career. She is still in her prime. Sign her the fuck now. And I would get how the is not in her prime. Wait, what? John Laronitis said that Mercedes is not in her prime. Well, oh, that dude doesn't know his ass from his balls. Yeah, he's still trying to figure out the difference. Yeah, <laughs> he just stares at him for a while. Like, I think that's my balls. No, <laughs> no, that's my ass. No, that's my balls. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just once Brendan said it, I pictured it, pictured it, and I had to make the skit in my head. I'm sorry. I meant to say his ass from his head, but I just went with ass from his balls because it sounded funnier. I just him staring down. I just seemed like, what the fuck? Is that? What is that? Honey, that's your testicles. No, no, I think that's my ass. <laughs> Brandon said I didn't know that. Brandon? Guess who's going to be at WrestleCade this year? Who? Kane. They just dropped it. He's, it's the first time in 25 years Kane is going to be at WrestleCade. I want to meet Blue Kane. Blue Kane so much better. <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's real. Blue Kane's not a piece of shit human being. <laughs> like the Red Kane. The one that likes to play with fire. Oh, Dennis Rodman is showing up on Collision. Oh, dear yep. God. I love Dennis Rodman. But what does he know about professional wrestling? In Chicago. I mean, he hung out with uh, the NWO back in the day. All right. Take Michael Jordan off. (laughs) I remember that clusterfuck when it was like Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone. Carl Malone was with DDP and Dennis Rodman was with Hollywood Hogan. It was the worst. And yet I loved it every second of it. You couldn't get my eyes off that screen because that was in the height of the Jazz Bulls finals series so well, i guess it's safe to say we're probably not getting fucking collision than if they're bringing in rodman yeah they're like hey what's a famous basketball player that used to play at the united center all the time michael jordan no scotty pippen no no dennis rodman yeah that one let's get him that sounds good well, the reason i think they're bringing in rodman is because they're doing a big like fan thing called Starcast this week mm-hmm. and rodman is at it so he's already in town that's pretty cool Oh, hey, at least he's not there. Just have Dennis Rodman beat the shit out of CM Punk. Hey, Rodman got cut from the Pistons because he brought a gun into the arena. So, just saying. Oh, he about that action. (laughs) He's he's about that. 
He's about Dennis, that life. Dennis Rodman is a bad boy for a reason. Yeah, it was like right when like the they were playing for a championship, he like went to Vegas for like three nights. Like they couldn't find him. They're like, hey Rodman, we we're 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 competing for a championship. Could you could you come home from Vegas? And he was like pissed about it. Ah, fine. All right, fuck it. <laughs> I'll go play basketball. I see this Dennis Rodman graphic you're talking about. Why is he why is he looking like LeVar Ball in that one episode of Monday Night Raw though? Oh, don't. Really? <laughs> No, he doesn't. Hold on. I'm looking. <laughs> oh, he does. Why does he look? Literally, they took a graphic from 1998. He does not look like that anymore. That is not Dennis Rodman right now. I'm sorry. <sighs> you can even tell. Look at the like the quality of the picture. It's so old. Like when you zoom in, it's grainy as all hell. Because <laughs> they ripped it out of a magazine from 1997. Jesus, it's done because when he comes out people are going to think of that graphic and then it's oh oh it's robin but it's 60 year old robin okay so are they gonna have the chicago bulls theme playing when he comes out oh no there's no way there's no telly (laughs) wasn't that the alan parsons project song i think it was the the one that used to play before the bulls games 62 years old dennis robin my god but, oh, well, Payback got better. John Cena is hosting Payback. That's what Dennis Rodman really looks like right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's uh, that graphic don't look like it. That graphic's like, yeah, it's Dennis Rodman, hell yeah. And then Dennis Rodman's like, huh, what? <laughs> what are we doing? No, it's, it's what, are, what, what are we doing, AEW? What are you doing? Please be smart. Don't. This man is not At Sting. They're not letting him <laughs> wrestle. Sting at least face like he paints his face. Like Sting can get away with it. I mean, he still looks good without the face paint too, though. I like Sting still. I love. Oh, that's another thing. Sting and Darby, they're so perfect with one another. I love that Sting just loses his shit, goes and bursts, then sits around and lays. It just takes a few deep breaths in a while. But tag team is where he needs to be. But I love Sting. I love what he's doing with AEW. They have made that work. I'm glad it wasn't just Darby turned on him after three months and there was a, you know, they've really made it last for years now. Well, it's going to hurt like heck when they finally split them up. <laughs> I, I want Sting I don't think back. they are. You think I don't think they are. I think Sting's going to finally announce his retirement because Tony Khan has said that Sting can stay as long as he wants. You don't think Sting's going to go and, out putting Darby over And I it? think that's what I'm thinking. I think at the at the end, he's going to be like, okay, I've taught you everything. I have nothing else to teach you. You're going to be my final match. Ooh, kind of like Joker that. Sting turns on Darby. You never know. I can see it. I can see it. I, I do want Sting to retire before it's too late, though. And I think we're quickly getting there. Yeah. I don't think he should have a singles match as his last match. But if he does, so be it. It should be like between a five and ten minute match. It shouldn't be no longer than ten minutes. And I agree, Brendan. That was what I was getting at. Was the Ric Flair route? Ric Flair, dude. I'm sorry. That Ric Flair final match. He had the picture perfect send off at WrestleMania 24. I think it was 24 with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and he literally could have rode off into the sunset, done all the cons he wanted, and literally just been great. And he went to TNA like six months later. He's like, I'm not retired. Fuck that. <laughs> it's like. 
don't do it. I, I I agree. I don't think he wanted the Seth Rollins match to be his last match because he left injured, and I get that. But, like, come on, Sting. I, I love what he's doing right now. It's hard to complain, but I also realize we, we've got to call it a day sooner rather than later. So. I also don't want to see a Brother of Destruction DX-type match either. That was hard to watch. Oh, I never... And that I'm the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. That's my favorite professional wrestler of all time ever. Love yep. Shawn Michaels. Love him. And to see him also come back after the picture perfect send off against Taker at Mania. I think that was 26 was his last match. And oh, I was like, you just ruined it. You, you just ruined it. And your bald, shiny head. Just uh, I don't mind that you're bald, but why are you wrestling? Stop. He just he did it for that Saudi money, and it sucks because it's it just uh, to me his legacy was worth more than anything they could have paid him. But money talks. God, what an awful match! <laughs> awful man. But well, I don't I don't think AEW is gonna do thing the way that WWE did him sending him out. I think they're gonna let him choose whatever he wants to do, how he wants to go out. The only way you can let Stinger go out is on his own terms. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing about thing, the only certain thing about Sting is nothing's for certain. So, yeah. What? Any last thoughts about stuff on CM Punk or just anything else? Get it together, Punk. The fuck. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I need that CMFTR elite match. <laughs> For the love of God, do you know how much money that would bring in? Oh my goodness. It writes itself. Yeah, but, but sometimes, <laughs> I mean, you just you just can't get along with everybody. Yeah. And even though the money would be there, I if I'm Tony Khan, I don't think I'm putting them them in a match together. Unless I could really trust the outcome and trust that whatever happens in the ring stays in the ring and doesn't spill over into my backstage area or my media scrum or whatever. Hear me out. The elite. And I think the only the one elite. out of the elites that is willing to work with Punk at the moment is Kenny Omega. You know what they need? They need bonding t-shirts. <laughs> Put them all in one big t-shirt and make them have to get along. That's a great point, for Keith. For 24 it hours. Put them it in a big t-shirt. Time. It works every time. I agree. That is the most, yeah, that is that is the way to go. A big old t-shirt in, a, in, in the middle of Dynamite. They have to stay together in the locker room with everyone around and be civil. Whole show. <laughs> I want to, if CM Punk comes back to AEW again, for the 15th time. Um, I want to go to that live show and I want to hold up a sign that says it's real glass. Get over it. <laughs> hold up a sign just to be and a little Jack Perry picture. <laughs> that would be so hysterical. I also think CM, CMFTR versus the elite in a, in a real glass match. Parentheses, <laughs> get over it with Jack Perry as a guest referee. Sign me the fuck up. Cry me a river is the promo package. Cry me a river. (laughs) Oh my god, I would buy it. I would. I would seriously like. Oh, ninety nine ninety nine for that pay per view. Okay, I'm buying two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm buying two because God, I would the same way TV than Bleacher Report. 
They gotta have the same way they did uh, Anarchy in the Arena. Just have Crimea River playing on loop the whole match. <laughs> and a picture of Jack Perry just dancing on the screen. <laughs> no, and every time somebody goes through the glass, they use the Stone Cold thing. Oh, oh. the glass breaking with Stone Cold comes out. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it would be great. Hey, I just wanna... They let us book all in. I was going to say, I think AEW needs to hire the, us as bookers. I think we just booked it. Right <laughs> I just want to know, though, how could Jack Perry see, like, the Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon thing and be like, let's use real glass? That dude is crazy. Like, I, I have I've followed him on Instagram for a while. And, like, he'll just climb, like, electric, like, poles and shit. Like, he will climb them and just, like, sit down on them and hang out and, like, nothing is holding him up he is truly a daredevil he is truly like you know adventure seeking type of dude that's his personality that's what like really gets him going so doesn't surprise me at all that he saw that and he's like i could do that i guarantee that's what he was because he's just he's that type of guy i don't know how he's not done even more extreme stuff in AEW. he gives me like jeff hardy mentality vibes like go for broke do it so But, Mother, your final thoughts? CM Punk is a little bitch. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> and if he knocks the monitor over on my man, I'm coming after him. <laughs> Watch out, Phil. AJ Mendez. Phil, ah. she's going to bring Coke instead of Pepsi. Ah, Philly Phil. Philly Phil going down. <laughs> Don't mess with TK. Stay away from Tony forever. <laughs> Nobody uh, put uh, your uh, hands uh, on my man but me. What? 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 We can't say that? No, we already knew it over here. Now they're fighting it over and over there. No. <laughs> He's a cancer. Oh, my God. Seth Rollins never changed, please. God, I love you so much. Man, I so want a Tyler Black run in AEW. You'll never get it. Sadly. Oh. It, yeah, no, he is a happy man. <laughs> I don't think he. And like, I'm, I love Seth. Oh, I do too. But, but I would like to see just like one run. Give me um, versus Omega. The only way that'll happen is if they send not only the Brinks truck, but just send the bank to his house, and even then, it probably will still be enough. Send the Brinks truck, Fort Knox, <laughs> um, the Bank of England. And they got to do it for his wife as well. This That's the only way. Oh, no. I think if you didn't win the World Heavyweight title, I think you would have left when his contract was up anyways. But if you get a chance, I recommend everyone, when you li- when you get done listening to this podcast, go to YouTube.com and just type in Seth Rollins CM Punk. <laughs> and you will see at the top of Seth Rollins CM Punk, you will see Seth Rollins calls CM Punk a cancer and tells him to stay away from WWE. Wrestling Inc. 409,000 views. And <laughs> Seth Rollins has this denim get up, like just in a cowboy, white cowboy hat, big ass glasses, looks dumb as all hell. And he just slowly just shoots the promo. Do yourself a favor, listen to that promo because it is glorious. And he just. Well, Seth Rollins just came out and said that the WWE women's division hasn't been showcased as well as they could have over the past six months or so. He's not wrong. I think he's also talking about Becky Lynch being 
not on SummerSlam because Becky was pretty pissed about it. <laughs> and Triple H was like, hey, make lemons out of lemonade or make lemonade out of lemons or something. And so Becky showed up with lemons on her shirt. Like, she's just, like, basically just giving him a middle finger. Be- Becky Lynch is not happy. Like, is- wh- but Becky Lynch ain't as good as everybody thinks she is, though. The women in the top two companies are treated like shit. Which is weird. Very weird. On NXT, they're treated fine. But when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, they get, what, one, two to three minute match, if that? Which is crazy because Triple H did such an amazing job booking them in NXT previously. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yes, we get one women's match per show in AEW, and it goes at least five. But, like, but I will say this the women in AEW have mainly vented, I think it was like four out of the last five AEW dynamites and rampages. Mm-hmm. And well, Sakaru Shida, and you know when she's on, it's gonna be a decent match. Like her and Storm were the main event of the 200th episode of Dynamite. Was a good match. Mm-hmm. So, if someone has fu money, I think they should just buy out all the contracts with the top one of both promotions and just make an all women's. Well, company. I mean, there is an all women's. Well, yeah, stardom is a but thing, like, but like, well, I'm like, not I'm talking, talking about, about like, stardom. I'm talking about no? in the U.S. There is women of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah, uh, wow. Maria Canella runs it. Her and Bobby Cruz. Yeah, wasn't AJ Lee and also? She's trying on that? to get that TK money to back that though. She's been working on him. Okay. okay. Hey. Oh. <laughs> there was some more drama. Oh God. Oh, Kevin Kelly, commentator from Collision. Apparently, he is. Uh, what is it, Mother? We talked about it yesterday. Part of the, uh, what is it? The Q Qon group or something? Qanon. Oh my goodness! (laughs) No, he's not. No, he's capping, bro. No, evidently, Ricky Bobby came out have a source within the company that said it was true. Uh, yes, man. No, no, no. That sucks. (sighs) I've been watching Kevin Kelly since like mid 90s on WWF. That sucks. But if he gets off a collision, they put Ricky Bobby back on. Well, to protect us, allegedly, he's a good New Japan commentator. But I don't think he's that good when it comes to TV product. TV. I don't think him and Nigel will have good chemistry like Nigel and Riccoboni do. That too. Yet to say allegedly, he is allegedly a part of the Q&A group. Allegedly. 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 There. But yeah, I think that's all the main stuff going on with AEW right now. And then we just went into Randall bullshit because why not? Hell yeah. I'm going to go check He's out SmackDown. Uh, I'm going to go check out SmackDown because uh, I have it recorded and I want to see Cena return. I think that'll be cool. He was the first thing on. I figured he would be. I'm going to go check it out. It would be but nice if I could watch, watch it. The first thing and then be like, screw it, I'm going to bed. Yeah, no. Well, I, I, turn it off. I flipped it over to Fox 
I saw Cena. Saw what I wanted to see. Yeah. Next star needs to get their I stuff together to the with DirecTV. So yes. I can get Fox back. <laughs> yes, Keith, I'm in your boat. I don't get Fox. I was pissed. Oh, that sucks, guys. Goodness. Well, I don't get TNT or TBS, so I can't find out who CM Punk's pissed off at every week. Just get YouTube TV. It works. All right. Well, I do. Once baseball season's over, I switch to YouTube TV. So, <laughs> yeah. But YouTube TV doesn't have my baseball channel. So I got to stick with it. Yeah. Being in Indiana, I can't watch the Tigers besides when they play the Chicago teams. Yeah. So, kind of sucks. It does. Being in Tennessee. I'm watching Michigan State football right now. Tomorrow, Tennessee plays. Dude on the kickoff of the Michigan State? Mm hmm. That first play, he goes for a block, gets hit in the head, and just collapses and gets carted off. Jesus. Welcome back, college football. Holy shit. Michigan plays yeah. at noon. We're going to be at the real team plays at noon tomorrow. Go Blue. It's struggling against Central Michigan right now. Roll nears. Oh, Keith, NC State's getting killed next week. Did you uh, just say that the, the best team plays at noon tomorrow? The Fighting Irish yeah, will be Michigan. taking the L. Tennessee plays, Tennessee plays at noon tomorrow. So that's uh, I, I I was thinking you were talking about the Vols, but I oh, Tennessee's oh, nothing without Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt. Alabama. <laughs> All right, so th- that's that's our reputation now. Is we're nothing good. We're not good without our players that just left. Okay, well, <laughs> we're gonna talk when we're three and nine this year, and I'm gonna be like, see, I told you we could win three games. I told you. So. <laughs> Go Vols! I like no, their, I do I like, like their fight Hooker. song. Yeah, Hooker's awesome. I like Tennessee's fight song. Does that count? NC State has the best fight song. I don't care. <laughs> no. I like Rocky I see Top. Michigan or Notre Dame. Go Pack. Oh, man. College football's here. The, we have all stuck our flags in, in the dirt, and this is where we're at now. You know what? I think it's time to add a college football podcast. Oh, yeah. And see, actually. I can't even get you to do a regular podcast. How am I going to get you to do a football podcast? And there's the Tennessee Vols logo right there. I'm wearing my Tennessee hat, so go Vols. I'm ready. The reason why I wear black is the funeral. I'm going gear for tomorrow. Oh. oh. I got a Michigan Lego helmet set. My wolf pack jacket is right behind me in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Keith, for joining us. As always. Have yeah. you back whenever. I, it's a pleasure. Next CM Punk drama, bring Keith back. I like he's the yin <laughs> to my yang. This was nice. Hey, man. That's my guy. <laughs> if, if if he messes up, I, I mean, I'll... I'll... I'll let him know when he messes up, but like, eh. Yeah. CM Punk's still my guy. <laughs> CM Punk, convicted of murder. I mean, I can understand, because, I mean, he was having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, everybody has a bad day. <laughs> he can be outside the jail. Free Punk! Free Punk! Free my man! He ain't doing nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, Tony God, get the best lawyers to get him out of jail! I love you. <laughs> oh, we never got your guys' takes on the Cash Wheeler stuff, too. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Jeez. Uh, what gun? What we'll close this episode with, and then... Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, I've only heard vague details about this, but apparently Road Rage Incident had a gun pointed at somebody? Is that 
Is that the alleged incident? Yeah. He at least showed it to him. Okay. Okay. Um, all I will say is, uh, that's bad. Don't do that. I was shocked when FTR retained the belts after that coming out. I figured they would have said, Hey, till, till things cool down, Bucks, why don't you hold the belts for a little bit? Uh, so yeah, I think it's a poor decision to keep, have them keep carrying it because it's an active investigation. It's an active situation and a very serious one at that. So on con, you know, pull the belts off of them at least. Um, but yeah, it's just sat all way around and I hope whoever's in the right or whoever's in the wrong, I hope justice is served. So. And yeah, we met and- spoiler before and to me, he didn't seem like the type of guy who would do that. But I mean, cut him off on a freeway. See what happens. <laughs> Do not brandish firearms. It's <laughs> not good. No. But as long as you have plausible deniability, what gun? There was no gun involved. I didn't. I don't have a gun. Also, what I find very weird is it was in Florida. He said he was going home. Doesn't he live in North Carolina? He has two and, homes, one in Florida and one up here. Okay, that makes sense then. But because Kenny Omega has dual homes, he has Kenny Omega has a house in North Carolina and he has a house in Florida. Nice. I think but, a lot of them during the pandemic ended up buying houses down in Florida that worked for AEW, and they just decided to keep them. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, because who wants to be in the fucking mountains of North Carolina in the winter time? Well, who wants to be in Florida when there's a hurricane coming through? Me? Because I'm crazy like that. (laughs) I just got back from Florida. It was nice. I enjoyed it. Because I made fun of Bobby because he was whining about the hurricane California got. And I'm like, "You you got a cat too, bitch. Shut up. I've been through at least three cat five hurricanes. I don't want to hear you whine, complain, or nothing. I gave you tips on what to do. (laughs) <laughs> I said, and I hope you would give me tips if we had earthquakes. He's like, but y'all never have earthquakes in North Carolina. I was like, wrong, bitch. We got a fault line. Yeah, we have recently had an earthquake in North Carolina. Yeah. I don't like hurricanes. Not the hockey team, but the actual storms off the coast. Yeah, they're nice. They're all friendly. They're really good. No distractions. <laughs> I'd be the one person standing on the bench and be like, break yeah. <laughs> We'll just have a sign it's hurricane season, baby. True Florida energy right here. Right there. See, that's, that's why I need to get my man to move to Jacksonville. I, I, I get it. Just saying. TK, come on. <laughs> Make all of our dreams come true. Tony, if you're listening. Make all dreams come true. <laughs> Tony, just uh, do it. Tony, we love you. I'm saying he needs a good older woman behind him. That has three assistants that work for her. That gives him that push. That understands, you know, when he's stressed out, I can help him. And my three assistants will be there to do whatever I need them to do. (laughs) I mean, it's contingent on what we're asked, I'll be honest. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't ask y'all to do anything crazy. I'm rubbing Tony's feet. I might, I might say, uh, no. yeah. 
Oh, don't run this all nice, okay. nice jobs. <laughs> I'll send Brendan to England to go work for the for the soccer team. Uh, no. Yeah, it gets sent off for Fulham. <laughs> I'll be chilling in Jacksonville for you, though. I'll let you know how nice the beaches are. I've been to Jacksonville Beach. It is beautiful. I actually do want to go to London, though. I can see Brendan having to work for Fulham and they're playing man and you. He's like, go man you, go man you. Oh, I'll be like, TK, I'm quitting my job for one day. One day. I'm sorry. They have a pool for man you. <laughs> Which I thought the Young Bucks gear looked like man you colors. I was like, why the hell are they wearing man United colors? Hey. That but queen. their gear was pretty cool because it was Freddie Mercury's outfit from Wembley when they when Queen performed in Wembley. I love that. So that was pretty cool. And and TK dropping money for Metallica and Queen for interest musics. And Jericho mm-hmm. doing the the Freddie Mercury like vocal warm up before he sang. Mm-hmm. Just a way worse version of it. Like you're yeah, not. Yeah, that was. It was uh, cringe. It was cringe. It's like, oh, Jericho, stop. You're not. not good. You're not him, man. You're not him. <laughs> I mean, that dude's like literally that's top of the food chain. Fozzy is probably like out of the thousand bands, probably 982. But at least it's... Elevated was badass when Osprey came out to it. Yeah, that was good. Love I that. love the fireworks, man. Oh, I did too. Cody could only wish to have those. <laughs> Oh, shots fired. <laughs> Can you imagine the pyro Cody would have gotten if he stayed? It would have been a fire hazard there. They would have had to have the entire fire department of every city in London on deck for that pyro. <laughs> the show was scheduled for four hours. However, due to the 45-minute pyro show for Cody Rhodes' intro, it had it, we went a little bit longer than planned. Sorry, oh, everybody. No. Imagine when WWE goes there. And they do Cody versus Roman. Yeah. Just oh. the pyro there. Yeah. For both of them. $50 million. A piece. Uh, you know, for a fact, Cody's trying to get him to outdo AEW's pyro already. Yeah, he's like, you know what? No, their pyro was nice, but I think we could do better. <laughs> so when I come out, I want it to be like wrestling. <laughs> has has <laughs> More <laughs> like send after- out the Eagles mascot with Pyro on him too. You know, just have him fly across. <laughs> while we're at it, have the Eagles like li- like soar in and perch on my shoulders, and I just stand there, and the Eagles lift me up, and then I fly to the yeah. <laughs> Cody, Ready? three F-15s to go across to have them shoot all their missiles as well. You know, <laughs> you know, Eagles can't carry you, Cody. Why not? Why can't they carry me? That'd be so cool. <laughs> I am America. Sniff <laughs> me up. I'm the American nightmare. Cody nope. for president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That would be so funny. Yeah, man. That pyro. It just needs to be sick. Can you bring the Liberty Bell for my intro and then I can smash it like a throne or something? That'd be really cool, bro. <laughs> no, you can't smash the Liberty Bell. We I need to finish the story of the bell. I, I need to finish America's story. <laughs> finish America's stories before he finishes his own. <laughs> he makes the comparison that America's really him the whole time. He's like, no. <laughs> We're one and the same. Now let's destroy that damn bell. I am George Washington. Roman is just the United Kingdom. You yeah. gotta... <laughs> I need my independence. <laughs> yeah. 
ladies and gentlemen, in Philadelphia, it'll be Cody Rhodes versus George Washington in a battle for America. <laughs> Hope you tune in. <laughs> Thanks. Dude, WWE would probably do something like that. That sounds so something Vince would do if Vince was in charge. It's going to be a tag team match. It's going to be George Washington and, I don't know, throw some other, somebody, Abraham Lincoln versus Cody Rhodes and John Cena. Yeah. And John Cena brings back his uh, red, blue, and white shirt that he had. Oh, God. John Cena gets hurt the first one minute, so it's Cody Rhodes powering through it. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta do it, and like, so somehow Cody defies all odds and wins America's independence back. It's great, man. Thanks, Cody. He Thank wins you. the match, and he becomes every president. <laughs> another cap, another tip, or whatever the saying goes. Another star for Cody's hat. You know, he ended racism, and he got us our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you are terrible. I don't <laughs> think we can we need to do this more. Yeah, there you go. Just fantasy book Cody Rhodes for an event. Just let <laughs> us know and we'll go. <laughs> oh, you got to stay in bounds. Dang. But anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for joining. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Keith. It's been fun. Anytime. <laughs> I had a blast. Would do it again in a heartbeat. Thanks for having us on. And yeah, we'll see you sometime soon. Goodbye, people. <laughs>